Hello, and welcome to another episode of the That's a Good Point podcast. A special thank you to all of our loyal listeners we like to call our pointers. We invite you to spend the next, oh, what, 35 to 55 minutes, depending you never on how things go. You never know. Enjoying our analysis of today, movie villains. This is Dion here with John and Irv. Uh, if you're new, thanks for listening. Be prepared to be both educated and entertained. Edutained. And take a moment to follow us on the socials. We're out there on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at that's a good point one. Point! No T at the end of point there. Today we will be introducing our list of top ten movie villains. And then next week we will use our wonderful matrix or prioritizing grid nice to rank them for you. I think this will be a fun discussion, and I'm interested in hearing what your criteria is, fellas, that you're going to use to sort these out. Because I, like, this is John. You say this a lot, Wolf. Like, yeah. there, this is we have a list of ten, and it's Wolf every it Wolf. every time. It's Wolf. Yeah, know? I I, think so, I don't know that I have a lot of criteria going in. Okay, I know I have a few personal favorites, uh, and some of them didn't make the cut. Uh, and I understand we have to take into account like overall appeal in addition to our personal biases that's yep. not always easy especially on our show uh we, we've and Irv, you mentioned that uh one time it's it's okay you you know you sometimes will vote one way because i'm voting the other yeah so <laughs> if you've listened we don't always go mainstream and take into account what you think but hey if you don't like it get, get your, your own, own podcast, podcast. <laughs> so anyway uh we're did, like did, did you guys make a list this week, like, I, did you rank them? Not rank yet. Them at all? I haven't. I kind of have. Okay, I kind of have a few, like, in different spots of where, but like, kind of a top couple of them, a middle group, and then probably a bottom group. And I think okay. within those groups, things could probably be moved around. Um, I, but I, but I do definitely have some that I think are going to fare well. I, I really, I'm being serious when I say that they're all a wolf. Like, I, I have a couple personal ones that won't. I don't think will do well for me, but I understand their appeal, and so if you make good points, I can move them up. Sure. And I have, I think, a number one in my mind that would be hard to beat, but other than that, like, right. it's a lot of woof. I have my list, but I think I'm safe in saying you two probably watch movies more than I do. I think that's safe to say, but yeah. after having discussions of our yeah. pets. <laughs> so I've got my list, though, but I think what I'm going to try to do through our discussion this week is adjust and adapt my list as we discuss these and sure. good points are brought up so that next week I'll probably my list will probably look a little different going in and maybe there can be some tweaking to it well, at the very end next week. As you guys often give me a hard time about my list being what we end up going with the, you know this set. I try and remind you guys like I am willing to move my list around. It's just like I like to the way my brain works, I like to go in with some sort of framework of where I'm kind of at at that moment in time. And then, like John said, maybe adjust them as we go along. You know yeah. what I mean? Just so in that way, I I don't like to forget where I voted once before. And so, like, I don't necessarily like when I contradict myself on a later vote. You see, and, and I don't mind that because that's I think that's the beauty of the Matrix. Is sure. If you watch a sports season, sometimes the number seven team beats the number one team. Right. And it's okay, even, even though the number one beats number two, number three, number seven beats number one. Yeah. And I think that's okay that in the moment and with the good points, you're like, you know what? I actually think this one is better than that one. Sure. So I don't, I don't, I, I do have a list sometimes, but I don't always make one just because I want to think. I, I usually have like, here's my top echelon, here's my middle, here's my bottom. Right. I don't know that I have that this time. Like I said, I think I have a winner in my back of my mind. Yeah. 
I think I have kind of a bottom well, two in the back of my mind, but I'm willing to move them up. And then, like I said, 90% of the time, I majority of the time, I don't contradict myself on a later vote. But if a really good point is made, I am willing to do that. It just doesn't happen sure. very often. It's not that you guys don't make good points. It's not that at all. It's just that, you know, I think sometimes... Again, my opinion, I could be stubborn just as much as the next person. Oh, can you really? Yeah, you know. Huh. I've <laughs> never known Zach Irving to be stubborn. That's interesting. Yeah. That's hey, a new new things every day. You know what? Pot, meat, kettle. Guys, you're going to go at it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. My mother is stubborn and so is my son Donovan, but it skips a generation. Oh, so. I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should talk about some of our cuts because as much as the top ten here are going to be a wolf, there's some cuts that are maybe some of your listeners will think these are your favorite villains. And so um, Agent Smith from the Matrix franchise was cut. He's a popular villain, makes a lot of lists. Uh, Alex DeLarge from A Clockwork Orange, which I'm a huge fan of, but John, you had never nope. seen the movie. or I've seen the movie and read the book. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Pretty freaky movie from the early 70s. Yeah. So fits the time. Uh, the Alien, from the Alien franchise. Cut. Cut. Alonzo Harris from Training Day, that was a tough I one I do like me. him. And well, and again, sometimes it's hard to separate the actor from the, the character. Like, And I think, Dion, I know you well enough, Denzel's one of your favorites. Denzel's one of my favorites. I've, I've always pushed on this podcast we should do a top ten Denzel movies. Yeah. yeah, and I'm fine with that. So, But I think, and I'm fine with, if he would have ended up in our top ten, I'd have been fine with that. But yeah. I think, too, Denzel as a performer, elevates that villain. You know what I mean? Yep. I think same with Hugo Weaving, isn't that his name, for yep. Agent Smith? Yep. I think he's a phenomenal actor, and I think he elevates, you know. So I think sometimes that helps, you know, things, and it's hard to separate the actor from the character. Yeah. Um, Annie Wilkes from Misery. So this is not our first Stephen King character that to get on the list, but we had to cut her. What Biff Tannen or John? You mentioned that the whole Tannen, the family, Tannen family could from the Back to the Future franchise. Because be you got it. Biff, you got Buford, you got uh, what's the uh, Griff? Griff yeah. from Back to the Future too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the computer from two thousand one Space Odyssey, Hal nine thousand, which we watched a video of top one hundred villains, and this was a top ten mm-hmm. movie villain, so it could have made the cut. But John, you hadn't seen the movie, right? Nope. Common um, theme, right? Yep. Harry and Marv from Home Alone. What about Ivan Drago from Rocky IV? Uh, Norman Bates from Psycho makes a ton of lists. Uh, I have to admit, I don't think I've ever watched that movie. I have not. I've never seen Psycho. So uh, I know the legend of Norman Bates, and he probably is deserved of being in a top ten list, but he's not going to be in ours. And so that's this might be one where we are off base a little, but we just well, haven't watched it. And, and I'm just going to say... We could do a re-rankables. We, we could, could do, yeah, absolutely. We're going to take this list, and we have a whole mess of ones we're going through right now that didn't make our list, and maybe we come up with them, and, and later on we put them against... Actually, that would be fun. Take the next ten, rank yep. them, and then throw them up against maybe the bottom five and see if any right. creep in right. and beat them. That would Take be... out the first couple because yep. you know they're going to be good. Right. Uh, some other cuts. Warden Norton, Samuel Norton from the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, what about Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? That was a tough cut for me. I would have liked to have seen her. I could have voted for her here. Um, Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. Uh, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, there's Sauron, who makes a ton of lists pretty high, or Soromon, the, the wizard. Scar from The Lion King. Uh, the Shark from Jaws. 
Count Dracula placed very high in the list we just watched recently. And then uh, you, The Karate Kid, right? That's a good movie. Daniel LaRusso is a good villain. I don't know why he's not on here. <laughs> yeah. Is he's it, kind of villainous. Isn't he the villain? Isn't Daniel LaRusso the villain? Because he loses, right? <laughs> he's not... In Cobra Kai, he's not the nicest person either. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, he could, he could argue that. that. Right. But I'll make the argument for John Kreese from the Karate Kid. Ah, uh, okay, okay. The, so uh, head honcho of Cobra Kai. Daniel LaRusso is supposed to be the good guy, apparently. Uh, well... Yeah. He is, but he's a conflicted good sure, guy because sure. he is not. He's very flawed for sure. Yeah. So anyway, those are some of our cuts. We got down. We actually had a list of fourteen that we knew we needed to cut down even more. So I'm going to tell you our last four cuts. Uh, one of my favorites you didn't mention, Kaiser Soze. Oh yeah, from, from Usual Suspects. Suspects. Or have you got any that I didn't mention? Sorry, I didn't ask uh, that. I should no, ask that. No. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. Kaiser Soze be a good one. Um, but you don't know that he's. Well, who's the? Never mind. I don't want to ruin it for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't seen, seen the it, movie come from on. 1992, yeah, like the statute of limitations <laughs> is up on that. One. Uh, I had seen that movie once and really liked it. Walked in, and this is in the 90s. This is a fairly new movie. Still, you could rent it at Blockbuster, and I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. He's a uh, Kaiser Soze, right?" Totally wrecked the movie for everybody. So, <laughs> like, yep, thanks a lot. I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, that wrecks the movie, doesn't it?" Sure yep. does. So nice work to you. I I was that guy one time. So good work. Probably not the last time I was that guy. <laughs> Let's be honest. But anyway, we narrowed it down to fourteen. Our last four cuts. Another Stephen King character, Pennywise. Mm-hmm. So that was a tough cut for us. Once again, though, John, you hadn't seen the movie. No. Uh, Irv. Uh, so Pennywise was definitely one like. Um, I have like a kind of an irrational fear of Tim Curry, the actor that plays. Yep. Yep. It's and so like I can even the movie like Home Alone two his character in that movie like Clue freaks, freaks me out and Clue he freaks <laughs> me out. I don't know and I've gotten over that he, as an Rocky adult but, like picture show you know two but, of my favorite episodes of Criminal Minds yes star Tim Curry really as a serial killer he's yeah. really freaky in that show yes but as Pennywise I had a hard time watching that movie when I was younger because it was him sure so um, but great villain the new it movies I've heard are really good I have not spent the time okay. to watch them sure. Have you? No, I'm not a horror movie guy, and that's, I think that's I think that's going to hurt maybe that genre on this list because I'm generally not either. But occasionally, I like the ones that make you think a little bit. I don't like the gory ones as much as I like the ones yeah. that slasher make movies. Yeah, well, and you know another one that got cut off our list. Is, remember Candyman? I mean that. Did you guys see that one? No. That's a uh, creepy no. dude and a good villain that I think could one be from that genre that we didn't mention, Jigsaw. Yeah, Jigsaw. From Saw? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that's another one. But again, that's a thinker. Like, But at the same time, it is very gory, too. Yep. So it kind of combines both those. And you talk about the horror movie. Uh, we cut Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. We kind of lump them together with Freddy Krueger. I'll just give it a, give you the heads up. Freddy Krueger is on our list. Yep. So we kind of put those three together. And for the three of us... We know not everyone will agree with us between Jason, Freddy, and Michael, but we decided Freddy was the one that was going to make the list. Yep. And not yeah, the I, for me, so. for sure. And we thought a lot of it, and we'll talk about this more, but it's kind of the cultural impact. Like, people dressed up as, I mean, I guess they dress up as yeah, all Yeah, they throw in the hockey masks, and yeah, yeah. I feel like Freddy became more of a sensation. Yeah. Uh, and our last cut, and this was a tough one for me, and I could definitely vote for this This was our last thing. cut, right? Yeah, is The Wicked Witch of the West. From yeah, Wizard that's of a tough one. Um, and who is evil personified? You talk about film. This that film's from the nineteen thirties, isn't yep. it? And so you talk about an old film, 
and, I and one of the original speculate. villains. I speculate just like spicy garlic last week, the Wicked Witch of the West would fare okay against maybe the bottom of the list. Or spicy garlic two weeks from now. Oh, two weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> Busted! <laughs> Well then, so um, we're spicy garlic two weeks from now. Oh boy. <laughs> we we have, went to the, we the West though. Like, you know, what I find with a lot of our lists that we've talked about this before, this is when you have three dudes that make a list sometimes, and I, I don't think it ultimately is a female thing, but at the same time, if we had a yeah. female on our podcast more regularly, would they have pushed for it? <laughs> would they relate to a witch? Well, <laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? We'll get Marty Marty's on pissed. <laughs> Marty's <laughs> mad right now. To. I'm, I'm a, she thinks she's a witch. No, you get what I'm saying. So uh, I get what you're saying, but in this case, like I wanted to keep her on, like so that was. But I don't know that that works in this cat. I agree with you that that's that's a good point, but I don't know that in this case that's what pushed her off the list. Could be. But yeah, we do have a list of ten males. Yeah. As far as we know, males. Yeah, so. I guess. Yeah. All right, so our list today, in alphabetical order, Ooh. by first name. Oh. Number one, Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Number two, Darth Vader from the Star Wars franchise. Number three, I mentioned earlier, Freddy Krueger from The Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four, Hannibal Lecter from the Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, Hannibal series. Number five, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Number six, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Number seven, The Joker from the Batman franchise. Number eight, Predator from the Predator franchise. Number nine, Thanos from, is that Marvel, uh, Avengers? Marvel Cinematic Avengers, the, the Avengers the Cinematic M- Universe. MCE. MCE. And number ten, Voldemort from Harry Potter I usually call him Harvey Porter because I'm not just going to give you a clue right now. not a big Harvey Porter fan, whatever. Uh, I did take the quiz, though, and I was a huffing stuff, so I don't know which house you guys are in. It's Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Man. Whatever. Nerd! <laughs> Whatever. You call me a nerd all you want. <laughs> so, um, we're not going to rank them this week. We're going to just talk about them. So, we got some information on these uh, fellas. They all happen to be men, as as Irv pointed Is out. Is Predator a man? That's a good point. I don't know. Is Predator a man? A um, thing. We don't, yeah, I guess oh, we don't thing. know in all these cases. So... What information do we have on Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men? So I did a little research there. This is one I was not familiar with, but uh, we added it to the list. So I watched the movie uh, right away. And very interesting villain. Uh, this is the only movie that I know of that Anton Chigurh is in. I think right? so, yeah. It came out in 2007. Uh, no Country for Old Men. He's played by Javier Bardem. And really, he's a psychopathic killer. And the thing that I thought was interesting, I had to do some learning into what his little toys were that he used to yeah, kill yeah, people. Yep. A captive bolt pistol. It's used in ag- agriculture, apparently, mm-hmm. which I had no clue. I'm not an agriculture person, so to speak. I live in a small town, but that's it. It's how they uh, butcher animals. I did not know that. Yep. Because it's very quick. Puts yep. it down. Puts so down he quick. uses that. To kill people and also to shoot locks out of doors, yep. which is what you notice as the movie goes on. But he has two other. He's big into like sound suppressed killing methods. Yes. So it's quick, probably fairly painless the way he does it, 
and he gets the job done. So and he's a he's a merciful killer. Yeah, I put he uses those to take care of business. <laughs> um, the other thing that makes him a little more villainous is the flip of the coin. Oh yeah, um, to determine the fate of potential victims, and he kills almost everybody that he encounters in the movie, to the tune of fourteen deaths in a two-hour span. Um, I, be- the- I believe. You're about three minutes into the movie, and he's already killed two people. Yeah, because he takes down the officer yep. that arrested him, and, and then the guy just on the guy side of the road just, just for the heck of it? To take his car. Oh, okay. So he wasn't having to drive a squad car. Everywhere. Yep. Um, but he did not kill the gas station attendant who called the coin flip correctly. Called the coin flip correctly. He didn't kill the trailer park office lady because there was someone in the other room, and that apparently stopped him because he wouldn't have just killed them both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, the lady at the motel, and then the two kids at the near the end of the movie right. that he encounters. Um, but he's just kind of that cold, calculated, no emotion, psychopathic killer. But he has conversations, and you kind of get to know his. I don't know if you call it. A, you call it a code that he lives by, and so I mean. Yeah, this is kind of your point now to throw in your two cents about him, since I, I've. He's pretty badass, dude. Yeah. With a sweet haircut. Yeah. <laughs> the, the movie takes place, what, er, very early 80s, right? It's supposed That's to be early same. 80s in West Texas, yep. I think. So yep. a pretty isolated place. Yep. Um, what is his ethnicity? Do we have any idea I don't the think movie? so. I, don't I mean, think. Anton Chigurh is a weird name. Right. That I don't know the background of. Well, and they, they say... Uh, Woody Harrelson's in this movie. Very good cast in this movie. Oh yeah, by the way. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy, yeah, but Woody Harrelson shows up and said, "Wait, you've seen him and you're not dead." Like that's yes. pretty rare that somebody had seen him and would live to talk about it. And uh, you know, once again, this movie's 15, 16 years old. If so, Woody Harrelson ends up getting killed by him. So there you go. Right. So I, I think, like Javier Bardem's Spanish. Anton Chigurh, I don't think is Spanish, but he's kind of mysterious right and exotic yes and you, i don't think you're meant to know his background and I where he's that from and i adds think that's to the of villainy of him he shares that with another villain we're going to talk about later but just kind of like a very uh, you know foggy kind of uh background and understanding of them so yeah. couple of these guys anyway all right what about darth vader what do we know about old darth hey i got darth vader too oh nice um so darth vader and we're all Fans of Star Wars. That's true. So I think we'll all be able to share Nerds. a little bit in this. Yes, we are. <laughs> Darth Vader, as far as a movie villain, originated in 1977 with Episode Four, Hope, New Hope. Yep. Yep. Um, so Darth Vader is in the first trilogy. Then in the second, I mean, when we talk about Darth Vader, are we talking about Darth Vader? Or are we talking about Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader? At what point does Anakin become Darth Vader? I think when he kneels before the Emperor and he says, You are Darth Vader. And he, like, questions the question. <laughs> trying to put the name on the spot. Silly, They're like, I should have thought about this more. What his name's going to be? Yeah. I do think it would be funny if he thought, You are Darth uh, Silly Pants. <laughs> now walk through the galaxy being Silly Pants. So Darth Vader is not in Episode 1 or Episode 2. Correct. Right, so not Phantom Menace, not Attack right. the Clones, He's Anakin but, Skywalker. but he does become Darth Vader partway through Episode Three. Episode three. Yep. And then 
Obviously, got, you get Darth Vader in some TV shows like right. the Clone Wars this and is, Rebels. This is and, movie villains, right. not TV villains. Which that if you go TV, it helps out a couple of these. It guys, does. And we we want to avoid that. But right? movie wise, we can still go Star Wars, Empire, Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Rogue One. Is Obi Wan? Is that a TV show? Because it's a multi-part it's series. A That's probably a TV, TV show. show. But yeah, it's TV yeah. Show. So it, we've got to stick with the first trilogy. Rogue One. Rogue One, and then Episode Three. Episode Three. Yep. So the Clone Wars was a movie, but he wasn't Darth Vader yet. He was still so, Anakin at that right, point. Right. So actors who have played him, David Prose was the original character inside the suit. In yep. the suit. Yep. Um, in Rogue One, it was a guy named Spencer Wilding. Yep. And then at the end of Return of the Jedi, there's a scene with Sebastian Shaw where That's they, when they take his the mask off. Yep. That's Sebastian Shaw. And then, of course, we have Hayden Christensen in the prequel. Right. And, of course, the voice, James Earl Jones. So, villainous acts. Where do I start? It's hard to determine where you start here, and I'm going to be interested to hear your opinions on the worst of Vader. Yeah. I mean, before he became Vader, probably the beginnings of him becoming Vader, he kills his wife. Yep. He takes out the whole Jedi Order with Order 66. He eventually, and there's spoiler alerts here, kills his master, cuts off his son's hand. The scene at the end of Rogue One is one of the better scenes in Star Wars. One of my favorites. One of Dion's favorites for sure. The death toll, who knows? He took out a whole planet. Right. Or planets, probably. Alderaan for sure, which was the planet uh, that his daughter lived on. Um, he so didn't it's hard know to that say. at the time, though, right? No, he didn't know that yeah. at the time. So what are some of your favorite Darth Vader villainous scenes? Right. Well, we're doing movie villains, yep. so I've got to go. My my one of my favorites is Rogue One at the end when he sticks the dude to the ceiling and then just kind of swipes back and cuts him in half and is just totally ransacking the place. But also his moment with Luke, where the "Who's your daddy?" moment, where he's like, "I am your father." Um, I like that whole lightsaber duel leading yeah. up to that. And then and yeah, a lot of the, those lightsaber battles and. I know it's not movies, but if you watch the series Star Wars Rebels, his battle with Ahsoka, uh, and very good, fantastic, and and some of those rogue, uh, sorry, not rogue ones, uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels moments are some of my favorites. Well, I mean, if you have, the, if, and then from we're disqualifying the the we're Ahsoka disqual- battle, yeah, but that is we're disqualifying that, but like Obi Wan, right into the Obi Wan, yeah, the Obi Wan series, yep, yeah, Earth. um. Man, there's just so many good ones. It just, you know, I think, though, like, one of my favorite things of him is actually at the end of uh, the original one where he's flying the TIE Fighter. And oh, yeah. He's just shooting people no problem, man. Like, it's like he, young Vader. Yeah, and just, like, he's just firing them down and just... Using um, the Force yeah, to just destroy some yeah, people. Yeah, and, and, you know, and if it wasn't for Han Solo, he might have got Luke, you know, and so... Right, I sure. Mean, he, right. Yeah, so... I think one of my other favorite, you guys mentioned most of my favorite movie Vader scenes. Two more I'll mention, Tossing the Emperor at the end of Return of the Jedi, kind of that moment with Luke. And then you also get, I'm a big fan of the moment where he puts the suit on for the first time, kind of that Frankenstein moment, if you will. Yep. Um, 
where they put the suit on and then they rise him up and he yep. finds out yep. Padme died and he just goes berserk. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up, Freddy Krueger. Let's hear some information on old Freddy. 1984, movies that Freddy was in, Nightmare on Elm Street, and he was the series. I think there's several of those. I guess I don't know exactly how many. Um, there's quite a few of them I know. But uh, And then Freddy vs. Jason was a, a movie that I think came out maybe when I was in like middle school or high school. It was uh, Freddy Krueger vs. Yeah. Jason Boris. So um, those are the movies he's an actor who played. Then Robert England and then Jackie Earl Haley plays him in a more modern version of... Okay. Uh, for, maybe I forgot to list that movie. Um, but Robert England's the most famous yeah. one, for sure. Yep, so, that's one I've heard um, Villainous actions. He's very much... First off, how he's identified. Burn face, red and green striped sweater. He's got this brown fedora, and he's got a metal claw glove on his right hand. That's what kind of identifies Freddy. Um, he's the spirit of a child killer, burned to death by the parents of the victims after he evaded prison. Um, Freddy's main gig, he murders the victims in their dreams, causing their death in the real world as well. Um, in the dream world, he's unstoppable, essentially. He's, you know, um, immortal. But if he, if they can pull him back into the real world, he can be destroyed. Um, Wizard Magazine rates Freddy as the 14th greatest villain of all time. Sure. That's another, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> another British TV channel ranked him 8th. Um, he's kind of the famous... Uh, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. That often precedes his attacks. The death toll that I found was about 58 people. Ah, death so, toll. I don't know exactly. It's hard to quantify, but I just yeah. I put that in some of mine just to see um, well, how many I, killed. I've seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and I've seen one of the sequels because I remember in college we got together and we... The old what, blockbuster rented the movie and oh, watched yeah. it, but I don't remember which one it was. And, so I've seen a couple of these, but I'm not a Freddy Krueger expert by any means. Yeah, I am not a slasher film type person, so I don't know that I've seen any Nightmare on Elm Streets in their entirety. Sure. Um, I've seen clips, I've seen pieces, but I don't know that I've ever sat down. But I still obviously know who Freddy Krueger is, what he's known for, the general idea um, behind his character. But yeah, that, that, that'll probably play into my voting a little bit. Yeah. Next up is Hannibal Lecter. I researched him. Uh, his first appearance in film was in the 1986 movie Manhunter. Uh, there was a 1981 novel called Red Dragon. There was later a, mo a movie, movie too. A later movie called Red Dragon. So the Manhunter was actually based on this. It, in that movie, is played by Brian Cox, a, a Scottish actor. If you've seen Braveheart, I can't remember his character. He's in Braveheart. He's in the Bourne series. He's one of the CIA directors that Jason Bourne takes out, but you would know the guy if you saw him. But obviously made famous by Anthony Hopkins in the 1991 film Silence of the Lambs. Um, he won Academy Award for Best Actor, uh, and he then played him, him again in 2001 in Hannibal and 2002 in, in Red Dragon, but that's probably where he's best known from. He was uh, played as a younger one. They did a movie about his, kind of his backstory called Hannibal Rising in 2001 by... Gaspard Uliel, who I've not heard of before. He actually, this guy actually died in a ski accident this year, earlier this year. Oh wow! Um, but if you talk about villainous acts, I don't have an actual uh, death count for the guy. But he's a serial killer who eats his victims. He's highly intelligent. He's cultured. Um, he has very, I don't know what you call them. Like his tastes are very sophisticated. 
he has very good manners. He's deeply offended by rudeness and kills people who exhibit bad manners. He's just kind of a psycho. And in the movies, he's used by, was it the FBI or CIA, whoever's doing the investigations, because, he, because he's super intelligent and they want to get his take. He's kind of a almost a run-up to criminal minds. Like, we yeah. want to know, get into the minds of a serial killer and say, hey, how do you think these people would behave? And Silence of the Lambs, his interactions with Clarice Starling are fantastic. Some of the best cinema of all time. Silence of the Lambs, one of the best movies ever. It's going to make him tons of lists. So, great villain here. In 2003, the American Film Institute named Anthony Hopkins' portrayal of him the greatest villain in cinematic history. I'm going to give a little unpopular opinion here. Yeah. I like the movie Hannibal just as much as Silence of the Lambs. Sure. I, you know, I'm not a, I like Silence of the Lambs better, but I can see where you're coming from. I don't have a problem with that opinion. Julianne Moore as Clarice, I think, is just as good as uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah. Um, there's, like, the scene at the end where they're, like, obviously eating people's brains and yes. things that's pretty creepy and disgusting. Have either of you so seen the, the the prequel, the Hannibal Rising one? I, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen one. that one. And so yeah. that's why I said Gerard, Gaspard, Uliel. Who, I'm, I'm intrigued, though. It makes yeah, me want to try to check I it out. I want to watch it and just, I, I've never, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that movie, but then never set aside time to do it. Yeah. All right, next up, our next villain, Hans Gruber. So Hans Gruber is a one movie person, and that movie is one of the better Christmas movies ever. Absolutely, Die Hard. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, we're not kidding you. It's, it's at Christmas time. We've been over this, yes. right? And I think we're all kind of in agreement, right? Yeah. Okay. So 1988, and played by the great Alan Rickman, who is probably just as well known for his role in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yep. The Sheriff of Nottingham, who also shows up on some of these He shows lists. up on a lot of lists. And, you, and one of his Snape. other characters... Snape. Yeah, Severus Snape could be a villain, too. <coughs> at, least, at least early on, you I, sense that. I struggle with the word villain there, but yeah, we, I'm not going to give He's a, a villain up until the end. I think until you get into You don't really know until the very movies. end that he's... I, okay, all right. right? Okay. Don't you? Do you know he's not a villain? No, I don't know that, but what I'm saying is... Given the, that we know what we know, he's now, essentially no, yeah. what he's we know an now. anti-hero. What we know now, for sure. Yeah. Right. But gotcha. you know that by the end of a lot of movies, whatever, like, I mean, That's true. you don't sit there and go Excellent. halfway through, or what, you know what I mean? I like, I get your you're from. Yeah. Anyway, Hans Gruber, <laughs> he, um, he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy who always has a plan. Um, and the thing I appreciate about Hans Gruber is he can adjust on the fly just like that. And I think the best example of that is in the movie when he is. He's on the refresh. He's like taken by the plane, and then he switches into that American accent. He gets caught by him. Is like switches like yeah, yeah. Bill Clay. Yeah, yeah, Bill Clay. And he's just so smooth with that, and he doesn't panic. He just works things through. Because he's not someone with a high death toll like some of these other guys. No. I think he's responsible, it said, for like eight deaths. Well, John McClane is responsible for more deaths. That doesn't necessarily yeah. make him the bad guy. But that movie does not work without Hans Gruber. And Alan Rickman's portrayal of him, I thought, was yeah. spot on. Well, it, one of the most evil things in, of any, any evil actions of ever is when he's falling to his death. He's still shooting his gun, trying to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, isn't he falling to his death and still putting his gun up trying to kill someone? Yeah. I mean, how evil, that's that's right. got to be, that's up there. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. And you know the story about that. They had him, like, 50 feet off the ground or something, and they dropped him before he was expecting it, so that look of surprise on his face as he's falling to his death is legitimate because he wasn't expecting to get dropped that early. Wow. Um, and they ended up using the first take in the movie. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anything right. else on Hans Gruber, Irv? No, I, I mean, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head. I liked the... I was going to mention about him changing his accent. Like That's what I wrote down. Is he's very focused individual. He's also very adaptable. Uh, he's very intelligent. So you, you yeah. took what I was going to say. Next up is another Hans, Hans Landa. Uh, from the 2009 movie Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I'll mention this now. We've got some people that are one-offs. Anton Chigurh, the Hanses, Gruber, and Linda. Yeah. They're in one movie. And some of these other guys are in multiple movies. Some of them not just in movies, but in comic books and novels. And, I mean, they appear multiple times. And so we might have some five guys effects when we get to the voting here. But yeah, right. absolutely. But Hans Landa is a one-off. There's not a way to avoid that. I yeah, think. Hans Landa is a one-off. The movie is Inglorious Bastards, 2009, a Quentin Tarantino film. He's played by Christoph Waltz, who won the Academy Award, the Golden Globe Award, the Best Actor at Cannes. He won all the awards for playing this character. His villainous acts, he's known as the Jew Hunter, who's skilled at finding Jews that are hiding in occupied France during World War II. He's intelligent, he's very arrogant and relentless, very ruthless, but also opportunistic. Um, you notice, if you've seen that movie, he kind of switches sides a few times. He's like, he's um, not really a Nazi. He's just trying to find the best angle that, that gets him the most stuff, like gets him in the best position. Uh, but he's polite, he's very charming, um, but acts completely... 100% of self-interest, which I think what makes him a villain. But at the end of the film, he actually switches sides. He assists the Inglorious Bastards in trying to assassinate Hitler. Hey, I haven't seen this yet. Oh, sorry about no, that. I'll go for it. Quentin Tarantino <laughs> was interviewed and said Landa... So, you guys know Quentin Tarantino. He says Hans I, Landa... I, I recognize that name. Hans Landa is his best character he's ever written. Originally wanted Leo DiCaprio to play the part, but decided not to do that. When he got Christoph Waltz, who's Austrian, to play the part, he's like, no one else could have pulled that off. Uh, reading, there are two different film critics separately arrived at this and then talked to each other. You know who they compare him to? In his disdain for inferior intellect to all those around him? Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yep, they compare Hans Landa oh, to Hans Gruber. So, talking about World War II, it brought to mind another villain that we didn't mention, Eamon Geth, which that's based on a real story. Yes. So yeah. that's why he's not included right. in something that's like good this point. from Schindler's List. Also played by the same actor who plays Voldemort. That's right, Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Yeah. Fiennes, yeah. Um, but I think... I haven't seen Inglorious Bastards all the way through. I've seen maybe the first 25 minutes of uh, it. A good movie. It, Great movie. Are there some similarities at all in Landa and Eamon, Eamon Geth and how they yeah. act or yeah, no? A, a, a little bit, but I mean, I think Eamon Geth plays more of a, he's a true Nazi that believes in what he's doing, okay. whereas I think Hans Landa is just a... Oh, okay. Sorry, that was a bad word. You know, you're, just, oh, you're swearing our show. We're going to put that it's E on the podcast. It's all right. Beep this week. But he's a self-serving jerk who just like is trying to get his and go with it. So. Okay. All right, next up we got The Joker. So as I said, we're talking about movies, so I just throw quickly... First time he pops up in a comic is 1940, but 
First time on screen, it's the 1960s Adam West Batman era. Oh, love that. TV Cesar show. Romero, yep. uh, I believe, is who plays him in yep. that. Yep. Um, other movies he's in, so Batman 1989, that would be Jack Nicholson playing that. The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger. Um, and then a couple of animated movies. Now, they are animated movies. would be The Killing Joke and Mask of the Phantasm. That's where Mark Hamill lends his voice for those. Huh. Um, Suicide Squad is Jared Leto. And then Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. So those are some different people. Can I just say, everyone just goes crazy about Heath Ledger's portrayal of The Joker. And it was fantastic. Okay. But I love Jack Nicholson and would rank that ahead of it. And Mark Hamill as a voice actor and as a comic, I would rank that Joker. Both of those Hmm. ahead of Heath Ledger. Um, So I will agree, Mark Hamill's the best. I, I, big Batman fan. I've done a lot of, you know, watched a lot of the movies and TV shows and whatnot. I think, without question, Mark Hamill is the best Joker. I just, and that's a, a yeah. cartoon version? Yeah. Yep. And recently, like, find and the animated series or find one of the animated late movies. Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, the, first, the animated series is like early 90s. Oh, is so it? Like 92 I, I, to Well, I'm talking the movies. Yeah. So I went back and watched a couple of the movies where Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker and... He's His laugh is the iconic. Because we got to make sure laugh. we're not taking the series, TV right. series. No, no I know, I know that. Yeah. But he's still that same Joker okay. in those animated movies. So anyway, side's point. I'm not going to get into the weeds with you, Dion, on the difference between Jack. No, no, no. no. I'm, Ledger. I'm, I'm, that was my. No, I know. Unpopular opinion. Golden Oreos are better than regular Oreos. I, I think both of those are better than I, Heath. I get it. Like, I'll say People this about go the Heath nuts Ledger. Over the Heath I know. One. But the reason is, is because he died. I know. So I, I think like, that's yeah. what played into that. It is. I think it was a fantastic performance. Yes, it was. But I think there's parts of Jack Nicholson that was way better. Can, can I just say this? In, in very general terms, if you tell me to name something that's overrated, I will probably name something that I like. But I think it's over... Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like I, Just because it's overrated doesn't mean I don't like it. And so that's one of those things. I think his performance is overrated, but I still think it's great. So sure. you guys watch more Batman than I have, but I've seen... Which one's the Heath Ledger? Dark, Dark Knight? Knight? Dark Knight. So I, I have that. I own that. It, I've seen that great plenty of times. One of the I've seen the Jack Nicholson one. The Joker is depicted in two different ways in yeah. those movies, right? Yeah. Like the Heath Ledger one's more of the like unstable, Psycho. crazy guy, yeah. where the Jack Nicholson one is kind of that gangster. I think of him more. I think of him person. more as a villain. There's the Heath Ledger one's more just a psycho. Yeah, but that makes him a villain though, right? And they're both different from the Caesar Romero, like very like he's just kind of a prankster. Yeah, you know, but, but we're gonna okay. have to eliminate him for voting purposes. No, there's mo- there was movies with Caesar Romero. Yeah, there the Adam West. Yeah. There was a, some. Adam I didn't West know Adam movies. West ever did a movie. Yep, yep, Batman yep movies. they did Batman. movies. Yep, I got. I watched the TV shows. Yep, no, they you did bet. movies. Okay, okay, it's news to me. All right, let me get through this. The Clown Prince of Crime, as they call him, portrayed as a criminal mastermind, psychopath, prankster, sadistic sense of humor. Normally wears a purple suit, kind of flashy. It's Batman's primary nemesis. Battle it out over several movies and comics. One thing that makes Joker interesting is he kind of has multiple origin stories, which is by design. I compared it earlier talking about Anton. It's kind of that foggy, you don't know where he comes from. Other than the Tim Burton, Jack Nicholson one, you do know where he comes from, but most of them you don't. Go ahead, So, like, the different depict... I'm going to ask a lot of questions, trying to dial in my rankings a little bit. So, in the different adaptations of the Joker... There's only a couple times where you get like a little bit of his background. Heath yep. Ledger kind of gives his background, but you don't know if he's being serious or not. Because in that movie, he gives two he's a ones. Joker. Yeah, he gives two different ones. He says 
his dad used to take a knife to his mom or whatever, and like that was a yeah. bonus. And then there's also one where his wife went crazy, and that caused him to go crazy. Okay. So, yeah, it's... But we don't really know, like, who the Joker was before no, no. he was the right. Joker. No, in one of the Mark Hamill ones, he says, I prefer multiple choice or whatever for my past. Like, something like that. Basically, he doesn't want you to know. It's okay. by design. Doesn't have any superpowers, just good old-fashioned intelligence, expertise. He's good at creating poisons, explosives, uh, straight up just murdering people. Um, all in an attempt to get Batman to break his rule of no killing. Because Joker doesn't really care if he himself lives or dies. He's just trying to get Batman to break his rule, mainly. Uh, the death toll, obviously through different versions, it's hard to really know for all the continuity issues. But basically, you're talking a couple thousand people he's killed. So Is it five guys effect here? Oh, for, for sure. sure. For sure, you're talking about comic books, cartoons, well, TV shows. even just the different movies. Right, just yeah. the different movies. He's if been in multiple, multiple anything, different no. iterations of yeah, the Joker. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Definitely a Five Guys effect. Yep. Okay. All right, next up we have Predator. He originated in the film that was released on, get this, June 12th, 1987. You guys didn't know what's significant about June 12th? Not a dang thing. It's my birthday. Don't worry about <laughs> like it. Like I said. Originally open to mixed reviews, but has since become a cult classic. It's one of those classic action movies. We may have done a podcast about best 80s action movies and included Predator on our list. Sure. Most people know Predator um, from that 87 movie. There's also Predator 2, um, Predators, plural, The Predator, and then Prey. There's also the crossovers, the Alien franchise, so Alien versus Predator, and Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Actors who have played him, Kevin Peter Hall, who's seven foot two and had just played Her- uh, the Sasquatch in yeah, Anderson's, Anderson's. Yeah. was brought in. They were wanting to cast Jean-Claude Van Damme because they wanted the Predator to like, do some crazy fighting stuff, but then they realized they wanted him to be intimidating, and Van Damme's 5'9". That, that's had, not bigger. You had Arnold and Jesse Ventura and Carl Weathers in that movie. Yeah, so that's They would they dwarf Jean-Claude. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Peter Hall played him in the first three Predators. And then after that, it's mostly CGI stuff. And so you had some motion capture actors playing the Predator. Um, Brian Steele, Carrie Jones, Derek Miles, Dane DeLayagrio. Sorry yep. to all of you if you're listening. I don't know. But those are your motion capture actors. Um, if villainous acts you talk about Predator I don't have a death toll I didn't go back and count but very skilled uh, technologically advanced alien hunts humans stalks them using like thermal imaging a cloaking device so he can't be seen um, I've seen Predator Predator 2 and then I saw The Predator which was a really good movie I, I enjoyed that very much uh, but I have not seen any of the crossovers. I haven't seen Prey, and I did not see Predators. I don't know which movies you guys have seen. I've basically just seen Predator, and I think I've seen one of the Alien vs. Predators. Okay. That All I've seen is the original okay. Predator. Predator 2 has Danny Glover, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, obviously not as good as the original Predator, but if even if you only know Predator from the original movie, pretty bad mother Bad mamma jamma. Bad mamma jamma. <laughs> yep. All right. What about Thanos? All right. First see him in 2012 in the original Avengers, just kind of briefly, I believe. Uh, But he's in that movie for a bit, Avengers Infinity Wars, Avengers Endgame, played by Josh Brolin. Um, Kind of his, uh, here's a little bit about him. He's an alien warlord from the planet Titan. Main idea here, plans to get rid of half of all life in the universe. 
He believes that essentially we will run out of resource eventually, something that happened to his home planet, in order to prevent people from suffering, and said he's just going to snap his fingers once he assembles all the Infinity Stones and the Infinity Gauntlet and get rid of 50% of the population. Yes, John. Josh Brolin, also no in No Country, Country for, for Old, Old Men. Men. Yes. The key character, right? Well, yeah. one of them. Yep. One of them, yep. I didn't even make that connection until just now. Continue. Um, yeah. In his quest to assemble all those stones, he's killed a bunch of people, manipulated them, sacrificed his kids all on the surface of his, all the surface of his higher cause. Creates some, um, you know, some intrigue here. Is in the midst of all these villainous actions, there's a good chunk of the population that actually believes he was right and justified in what he did. Uh, things were better during what they called the blip. Um, it's you know, and then once people come back <laughs> from that, it actually causes a lot of socioeconomic issues and resource issues. Um, so while he is a pretty bad guy for all the people he's killed, and uh, because he's got a very kind of just narrow-minded view, um, there are some think that Thanos was right. And um, if you know when he did snap his finger, took half of life in the universe, according to the movies and comics and all the research, whatever, is about five trillion deaths. Oh boy! So that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah. Come on, so, Thanos. That's Thanos. Well, if we're voting on Death Toll, I guess we know our winner. Well, and again, that's not all that's going to be included, but just I yeah. thought I'd throw it in there's some key details. Well, so. and, and, and some of these characters, you also see, like, you mentioned this, like, the good in them. Yep. And Thanos is one of those that is not purely, even though he has the largest Death Toll by quite a bit, mm-hmm. like, not purely evil, right? Like, get, I would you, agree with that. You know, I, I guess... If you're gonna kill that many people, then yeah, you you are that evil. But maybe. right. So, all right. Uh, last but not least, Voldemort. So '97 is when the books came up, but 2001 is when the movies got fired up. Um, he's really prevalent in the fourth movie through the last one, um, but he's mentioned or appears in the first three movies as well. Ralph, what did we say? Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Who also is in, as John mentioned, a big villain in Schindler's List, but that's based on a true story, so we didn't include him. Sure. Probably could have. Um, have you ever seen the sh- movie Quiz Show? I have not. He plays no, Ch- Charles Van Doren, who, not, not really a villain, he's kind of an anti-hero, as you mentioned earlier, but okay. Ralph Fiennes is a great actor. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a bunch of younger versions of him that are played by various actors. I didn't get into all those, but basically... Um, that he's the main guy that plays Voldemort. Villainous action. So his name, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Which, isn't that a anagram of yeah, Voldemort? Yeah, Voldemort, 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 yeah. yeah. Main antagonist, See, you Harry, paying attention. Harry Potter, reason being is, according to the prophecy, Harry has the power to take down Voldemort. So when he's a baby, Voldemort attempts to murder him, but instead kills Harry's parents because the magic bouncing back caused Voldemort to go into hiding. He's severely weakened. Over the next several years, they both are on this path of eventually facing each other, during all that and preceding that too, Voldemort is the leader of the Death Eaters. He wants to get rid of the world of all muggles, which, for those of you who don't know, basically those that don't possess any magical ability. Um, he also wants to get rid of mudbloods or magical beings that also mu- uh, muggle uh, lineage. So the guy who tries okay, to kill... Okay, nerd. <laughs> Sorry. Guy, he tries to kill Baby. He's essentially a racist uh, against a group of people. Despite being half-blood himself, um, he is sadistic. He enjoys watching others in pain. Does however fear death and all his actions are in service of that. He kills others in order to split his soul and create horcruxes that hold piece of his soul to try to essentially cheat death. Piece of his soul. And as a result, he's very selfish, self-serving, really doesn't give a hoot about anyone but himself, and he uses that fear to brainwash others and to follow him. He killed his own family, 
several several others totaling somewhere close to 100 people and ordering the murder of hundreds more. Yeah. So, that's Voldemort. Very evil villain. Evil. Evil. Well, we, we forgot Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. We didn't mention him. How can we leave him off the list? Uh, Are you going to evil medical school? school? <laughs> medical school? That was hard to say. Evil. Alright, so where does that put us? Well, I think we got a nice list of ten, and I'm, let me just reiterate, woof. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I've made some adjustments already to my oh, wow. to Good. my list. Um, we'll see if they can be further. Yeah, I'll moved. be interested in how the discussion goes next week and how we rank these. Um, I I have not changed my mind that I think I have a number one. Yep. And yep. then after that, man, I will not be shocked or even disappointed in how they finish. Like I said, I have. I have a personal bottom two, but I know they're very popular, and so I have no problems with them finishing well. If you guys talk them up, I'm not going to be afraid to vote for them over some mm-hmm. personal favorites other than maybe my number one. So, Good right. job. Um, get out there on the socials. At That's a good point one. Point. And let us know who is your favorite movie villain. Maybe um, you can persuade us yeah, prior absolutely. to voting. Yeah, we've got a week between now and when we vote, so... Until next time, sayonara!